Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today we are beginning our mini-series on men in a relationship because I truly believe that's where I'm going to have the most impact and influence on men, especially young men, who might be struggling with the same things that I struggled with. So there's going to be about six or seven episodes in a row in regards to this topic. And today's episode is titled, men exploring and articulating your emotions and this was the biggest pivotal obstacle in my life that i needed to get past and that was really holding me back from so many things in my life so i will share my stories and examples and also some tips to help young males or anyone explore and articulate their emotions so focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone out there is having an amazing day today. And I'm excited because this whole new venture of creating this passion project is finally coming to fruition and coming to life. And As mentioned on the last podcast, I have my website live and I'm actively getting into coaching clients now. So if any of these podcasts resonate with you or any of my posts or anything I'm saying resonates with you and you'd like to explore it on a bit of a deeper level, feel free to reach out to me, check out my website or just come in contact with me and start a discussion. And I would love to collaborate and communicate with you and potentially help you on your journey. So again, my website is www.joelmahe.ca and my email is coaching at joelmahe.ca. And I would love to hear from you, any feedback, any topics you might want me to discuss. I'm open to ideas. So it's just something that's extremely exciting and it's, uh, yeah, it's just really fun to get off the ground and slowly bring the vision to life. Um, But on that note, I want to dive into a little mini series starting with this episode because my niche is going to be formulated more so around men and men in a relationship and men with their emotions and just the things that I really struggled with because I feel like I have the most wisdom and life experience by going through that journey myself and really being in the trenches, navigating, trying to implement all these strategies that I learned and I just viciously consumed content and all this subject matter to really help myself in those aspects. So I believe that I'd have some great insights to whatever men might be going through in their relationships or their difficulties that are similar to the ones I had. So this mini series is going to be about five to seven episodes in a row and it's more directed to men in a relationship and touching on a bit more of those sensitive topics, a bit more of that feminine energy, because as males, we tend to gravitate to just that masculine energy of getting shit done, accomplishing goals and grinding and all that stuff. But that will that's all good and great. And I, I also embody those qualities. But something that is uh, that was very important to me 
was learning how to uh, access those softer qualities because that's where I found my true nature. That's where I was able to find my purpose, my passion, and really started to make the things in my life come together and work for me and not just always combating uh, my deeper rooted issues. So today's episode is titled Men exploring and articulating our emotions and as mentioned this was a fundamental aspect that drastically altered my trajectory in personal development growth and life advancement and I want to tell a few stories throughout today's episode but I'll fill you in with something that you know this was this was how extreme it was with me and at the beginning of our relationship I remember the day that we both articulated that we were in love with each other. And it was such a special moment. And I've never to this date felt more overwhelmed with the emotions of love. And it was such a beautiful experience that we just were both encapsulated by. And it it was a memory I'll always cherish. And it was literally a day or two after that. And I remember telling her and coming up to her, kind of when I was out of that high of that emotion. And I said, Hey, look, Jess, you know, I don't float the word, the love word around a lot. And, uh, you know, I want to cherish it. And when I use it, I want it to have a profound meaning. I don't just throw this word around. So, so don't expect me to say it a lot. (laughs) And looking back, this was a story. I made it up. So I didn't need to consistently show or express my emotions on a regular basis. That was my fail safe saying, hey, you know, this word means a lot to me. I don't want to say it a lot. I want to kind of savor it. And this was some bullshit story, which was just helping me to not express my emotions on a continual basis. Obviously, I worked through all that. And now we say it all the time and I feel it all the time. But back then it was so extreme, you know, that I would repress myself from feeling something amazing and something that I truly felt deep down because it wasn't necessarily comfortable to me. So that's how, that's kind of how extreme it was. And yeah, it it was pretty bad. And even back when I lived at home, uh, I would just always avoid expressing myself. My mom would ask me questions. How was your day? How are you doing? Trying to pry those answers out of me. And I would just find it easier not to answer. And I would be so rude to not even answer her questions because that meant that I would have to face my emotions. It was, it was ridiculous looking back on it and how rude she would be, have the best intentions with love to ask how my day was. And I was so emotionally closed off that I was unable to answer these questions. And I can also definitely take ownership for the reason that my, the first and only other serious relationship I was in definitely did not work because, oh man, I wouldn't open up to, to her. She, she probably had no idea who I was at a deeper level. And I was again, so closed off. And that probably just led to so much confusion and just that lack of deeper connection. So I definitely take ownership for a big part of the failure of that relationship. Now, jumping forward to me getting beyond these issues and not completely beyond, I still, I still work on them and I still actively have to have this awareness to constantly keep this on my mind so I don't fall into old patterns. But 
the thing that really released me for the first time was, as I mentioned before, was this deep experience that I um, encountered during a meditation, one of my first few meditations that I got into this deeper inductive state. I distinctively remember just surrendering to the experience and being grateful for what I was experiencing. And I then began to cry almost uncontrollably. Tears were just running down my cheek. And prior to this, I never cried. And I made sure that I never cried, especially in front of anyone else. And after this experience, I just felt so liberated after. I felt like I just released a massive amount of stored energetic weight. And then I interpreted this experience and I took it as a sign to, hey, look, maybe I need to reduce the amount of emotions that I'm holding in because holy crap, like A, that felt amazing and B, what else is in there? You know what I mean? Like what else am I holding in? So that was just such a profound experience that really opened my eyes to how much I was actually holding in. And this led me to my journey to unpack and shed all those layers that were holding in my emotions, which were covering this loving and sensitive man. And that's not to say I'm always just this very loving and sensitive person because I'm not. I do portray a lot of those masculine qualities still. But I think it's so important to tap into those loving and sensitive qualities because that is what unlocks balance within our life, especially for men and especially for men in relationships. And because I spent my whole life hiding these qualities, this led me to overcompensating uh, in many areas of my life, which led me to showing up in grumpy angry, closed off manners. I was very judgmental, selfish, rude, emotionless in my relationship. Clearly, these are things that are not good. <laughs> and I brought it all back to not all of it, but a big portion of that is because I was holding in so much and hiding who I was that this is how I would show up. That's how it manifested in the physical realm of things. And to deconstruct this, it was extremely helpful to understand my psychology and piece together why I was showing up this way based on my childhood, based on my past, how my subconscious programs were, were formed. And this started at a very young age and I held a very firm belief that men do not show emotions and that it's actually weak and you get made fun of and it's uncomfortable when men show emotions or when they cry. And this started at such a young age. I li literally, one of the first memories I have is in kindergarten. On the first day of kindergarten, I went into the classroom. And you know, it's probably a big emotional day for many kids. And there was a lot of kids crying because their parents were going to leave them for probably the first time. And I was standing there witnessing all these kids crying. And I said, oh, wow, you know, I was interpreting this as, as, as something that wasn't normal. Uh, it, it, I, I felt kind of uncomfortable, I remember. And I said, geez, they're, they're kind of causing a scene here. <laughs> and I made note to myself, okay, Joel, make note of never to cry in school, in kindergarten. I'm telling myself this in kindergarten. 
That's ludicrous. I literally remember that. And I held it to myself and made sure I never cried at school. I made a point of that my whole life. No matter how much I got hurt, no matter how much I wanted to sometimes, I would always hold it in, thus beginning my journey to holding in my emotions. And to compound and make things worse, I had a friend who was probably about five, six years older than me when I was a little kid in my cul-de-sac. And I really looked up to him and he never showed emotions either. And then I remember one day we were trying to spray paint something like spray paint flying bugs with red paint or something ridiculous. And I remember I went to spray paint this bug and I ended up hitting the siding of his house, his white house. And he was terrified and he was so worried that he was going to get in so much shit. And he began to cry. And I had never, ever seen this big friend of mine cry or any older person cry for that matter that's a male and i saw this and i interpreted it as this weak and less than feeling and i was so uncomfortable and i said oh geez you know i almost lost i felt like i was losing respect from him again at such a young age i must have been like six seven eight years old at this time so that compounded on it and and to add to the <laughs> to all this I never saw the main male figure in my life cry or really show or express emotions. My father, you know, he was very stoic and he held in all emotions. Sure, he would tell us he would love us, but I never saw him emotionally open up. I never saw him cry. I never saw him, you know, be affectionate to my mother. And probably because he never saw it from his dad. And I'm not blaming him for anything. And he did his best and he did an amazing job. And I really respect the man who he is. But that just kind of packed on more of what I was already interpreting as a little kid. And even growing up, you know, when we started getting older and we hung out with our guys, our group of guy friends, and we'd get together and we would never talk about emotions. Even if one of our friends broke up with their girlfriend, the line the guys would use is, uh, oh, she, she just became crazy, just like all the others, just like they always do. You know, and that's how we played it off. Oh, she, be, she got crazy. <laughs> that was her terminology. That's ludicrous. Uh, why do you think she became quote unquote crazy? Could it had anything to do with probably because you weren't vocalizing your emotions in an authentic and genuine way leading to confusion? No, that couldn't have anything to do with it. And all these events programmed my subconscious mind to lock in all of my emotions because I saw it as a weakness to express or show any emotions and i learned to repress and hold in everything that didn't appear manly quote unquote and eventually that led me to some seriously negative implications so why do men need and this is men and women but i'm just referencing men because i think we struggle with it more we don't have that support system where i find that females talk about their emotions a lot and men don't really they'll talk about the game they'll talk about drinking beers they'll talk about sports they'll talk about all that kind of stuff but not really diving into our emotions so i think it's so important especially for men to really explore this concept and topic so why do men need to open up emotionally well, they need to do it for others, other people surrounding their in, in their lives, for themselves, and for our partners in our romantic relationships. So for others, um, I think it's important to open up because 
it's it's almost a form of lying when we hold things in. We're, we're, we're covering something. We're hiding something. And how can you be fully honest if you aren't articulating what is bothering you or how you feel? You're holding back, whether that's in a friendship with another guy or whatever. You know, that you're not expressing your true authentic nature and you're holding back from who you are and you're putting on a facade of who, who you've built up over the years. But it's not really being honest. And when we're not honest, we're holding things in and that will eventually compound and lead to negative aspects such as I experienced in, you know, being angry, grumpy, closed off, judgmental, selfish, rude, emotionless. You know, it all leads to those things, which is really not healthy. So it's important to express our true self to others. Um, it's important to open up emotionally to yourself because it is blocking our true nature. Not expressing expressing emotions is not natural, meaning that ego, that false self, that false identity we've built up are the only sides we're showing, we're expressing to the exterior world. And this facade that we built about ourselves and we can lose ourselves along this path just like i did and this is most likely the cause for many midlife crisis or now it seems to be quarter life crisis such as i kind of had and unfortunately a lot of people say well you know like who am i what's going on here why aren't i happy why aren't i fulfilled and we try to solve this crisis with external objects or validation instead of looking within or oh, maybe i need to get another another car maybe i need to buy something shiny and new i need to get something external and that will make things better but we really need to look within to figure this out and we are lying to ourselves that we are this rigid person and it's important to open up emotionally for especially for our partners and our romantic partners if we don't articulate how we feel to our partner that can lead to confusion and a lack of information so when these exist your partner will almost always be left to make up a story to fill in the blanks if you're not articulating how you feel your partner's going to be guessing what's going on and potentially building a story that's not necessarily true and then that leads to more friction and more arguments back to the aka she became crazy well why do you think she became crazy and making up stories because you left her or him to make up stories which can lead to assumptions and compounding arguments and again, I'm saying this from experience. I'm not saying this because I read this in a book. I'm saying this because this is what happened to me. And this is what I had to work through. So that was, um, that was number one. Holding on to emotions is a form of lying uh, when we're not fully authentically expressing ourselves. So the second main point of why it's important is because it can cause mental health issues. And this is a big one. It can lead to dis-ease. We are caught in an internal crisis if we hold in our emotions our true nature when i believe uh, which i believe is good and pure in everyone to some extent you know it kind of gets it kind of gets shaded and and we build these walls as the years go but i think it's so important to also deconstruct those walls sometimes those walls might be beneficial and might be necessary for the stages we're at in life whether we're trying to accomplish a goal or for a career or whatever you know we can't always be that fully vulnerable full authentic self at all times but i think we really need to learn how to tap into it and mix in that balance 
And because think about everyone as a child, you know, naturally we express our emotions. As humans, we need to do this to release our stored energy so it doesn't compound. Obviously, we adapt to negative life or to navigate life in different circumstances. And it wouldn't make sense to always express your emotions. But if we are only burying them over and over again, it will result in an internal mental struggle. And that mental struggle can show up as anxiety or depression. And anxiety, you might not be living aligned to your true nature, what I call your true nature, who we were authentically, you know, as a, as a child, and then our identity gets formed and built. And that's all that's all good. And, and, and we have the ability to choose our identity. But I th- as mentioned, we need to really trap tap into that true nature sometimes. And, and this can lead to an identity crisis if we're just living so far away from who we actually are, which can cause fear and anxiety each day because there's a fear you might get exposed or, or that you might get caught as this imposter trying to live like someone you aren't, not living aligned with your values, beliefs, morals, and strengths, your true natural strengths day after day can cause this uh, turbulence and this, this angst and anxiety. Uh, it can also lead to depression. So suppressing your emotions can and does affect your body and mind. Don't always mask your emotions with society's expectations. I think we can all relate when we we tend to naturally just answer, oh, how's it going today? How are you today? And we answer good. <laughs> we always answer good. The more, but that that could be lying to the extreme. And the more we just pretend that everything's good, the more we're lying, the more disturbance we might feel because we know that's not the truth. That might not be the truth. We might be good on some days, but in, in reality, we're probably not always good. And when we dissociate from our emotions, we dissociate from ourselves. And over time, suppressed emotion can lead us to feeling fatigued. It takes a lot of energy to hide our emotions. You know, I would use up all my my energy hiding my true nature every day. And I would just be so drained by the end of each day. And we can feel unmotivated, sad, and stuck. When we suppress negative emotions, we also tend to suppress positive ones. And it becomes a habit to hold in all the emotions, good and bad. And I felt myself depriving um, things such as love, excitement, gratitude, and the ability to have empathy. I was very stoic. I felt stuck, frustrated, and experienced this internal crisis within myself. My ego was making a stand and it did not want me to tap into my true self. And this kept me in a low place where I remained stagnant for a long time. And all of this can create dis-ease within us. Holding intention will create stress and can compound and can manifest into an actual disease. And a study by the Harvard School of Public Health and the University of Rochester showed people who bottled up their emotions increased their chance of premature death from all causes by more than 30% with a risk of being diagnosed with cancer increasing by 70%. 
So there's stats and there's tons of science proving that holding things in is not good for you. You know, we might have genes within our family that cancer genes or diabetes genes or whatever bad genes within us. But the beauty of it is there's a thing called epigenetics. And epigenetics is where our environment is what will turn on those genes. So we can have a control of our environment if we live more in that parasympathetic nervous system where we're relaxing and we're not always on stress because we're not hiding things because we're living more aligned to ourselves we're living um, more in homeostasis that state of ease and <laughs> not disease where we're hiding and creating stress and tension so this epigenetics is us turning on those genes we have the ability to have control of our environment and that will dictate whether these genes or have a big influence on whether these genes will impact us in life or not that's why it's so important to live a holistically mind body and spirit healthy life and this is just a general overview on some dangers of suppressing our emotions. And in a general sense, I believe men do this more frequently than women, unfortunately. And I do want to specialize in with men who, who want more in life. And I believe the suppression and lack of emotional intelligence are a huge blockage to accessing this desire. And I will explore this topic more in depth in the near future. But for now, here are seven tips to help you on your journey to expressing, exploring, and articulating your emotions. Step one, become more self-aware. I think we've heard this one before. Having this knowledge can help us pinpoint the times we are holding in our emotions. If we aren't aware that this is even going on, that this is even going on, or, or we don't um, you know, we don't acknowledge this and we don't stand a chance to improve on what's happening. Try to see the negative implica implications that repressing your emotions might be causing. So what, you know, if you notice that you, you tend to hold things in, okay, how is that affecting your relationships? How is that affecting your job? How is that affecting your life? How is that affecting your happiness? Just kind of have that overall awareness. Look at it um, and put some focus on it that, hey, how might this be affecting my life here? And another thing that can really help with this is a journaling practice because that gets our thoughts out of our head. That gives us the ability to isolate them from the other thousands of thoughts we're having in any given day. And we can learn how to identify our feelings by tracking them, writing them down. If we don't even, if we really don't have much emotional intelligence, we can Google, hey, I'm feeling low, I'm feeling this. What does that mean? Oh, that might mean, you know, that's, that I'm feeling some sort of depression or that I'm feeling a lack of energy, you know, and just explore that and understand what's going on. To start exploring a little bit of your past psychology and, and you know, why you might be holding things in and just have that general awareness start to become more self-aware of what's going on rather than just ignoring the fact step or tip two put focus and attention on expressing them to especially to our partner in a safe manner so 
you know, this is going to be uncomfortable. And it was so uncomfortable to me and for me to express my emotions and how I was feeling to Jess. But we need to make this a priority. And this might even involve scheduling times to have these discussions in a safe manner where we're not consumed by our busy day to day because it, it, it might take more energy at the start to talk about our emotions. It's uncomfortable. We're probably not going to do it after a busy, hard day of work where we have to go do X, Y, and Z in the, in the evening. You know, we, need, we might need to slot aside that, that schedule, but we need to put focus and attention on expressing them, especially to our partner. Uh, this, this is going to be a practice and this is going to be something new and potentially uncomfortable, but it is definitely necessary. Um, tip three would be to involve some kind of movement. Could be yoga. Yoga is really good because it moves that energy, getting that stretching, um, stretching our muscles. That, that's creating that space and it alleviates tension naturally within our body and that enables that mind-body connection where it will be easier to express our emotions after something like a yoga session or even just working out for me getting that movement and I feel so energized and alive and clear and it's just so much easier to see things more from a higher perspective after that movement or exercise. Tip three, Get in the habit of avoiding the phase, I don't know, especially when talking about emotions or feelings. I always, I always leaned on this. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know why I'm like this. And this phrase denies us to open up. It's an easy escape mechanism that we should try to avoid on a regular basis. Because in reality, you do know. You do know. You're just not going there. Um... So yeah, that, that's a big one. And that was one, <laughs> a crutch that I really leaned on for a long time. Uh, tip five, develop your emotional intelli intelligence. Um, and this is much easier to improve in my, in my opinion than intellectual intelligence. There's a lot of information out there in a great book. Uh, I did a podcast on this, the book called Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. There's some there's some really golden nuggets within there that will help bring that awareness and just uh, conceptually help you to conceptually understand the concepts and what might be going on and how to navigate this whole process. Tip six is be gentle on yourself throughout this process. It's a different process. It's a new process and it's completely different than achieving any other goal because usually achieving goals especially for males involves implementing that masculine energy that get it done put your head down focus let's go which is great but this is a whole other realm this is tying in that feminine energy those softer qualities within ourselves so we need to be gentle on ourselves and not get super frustrated when it's because it's a, for me it was a lot more difficult to achieve results in this realm of, of improvement rather than just achieving a physical goal. Um, and this might be new territory for you. And so just have the compassion and respect for this process. And the last tip that I have is tip seven, get a coach. Getting a coach can ensure that progress is being made 
And we might not be able to articulate or vocalize this stuff to our partner yet because that starts to involve different complexities, intricacies, and dynamics. But with a coach, a coach is just facilitating the space, asking profound, deep questions to open the client up, to explore those deeper insights and awarenesses so that they can see things in a new manner and create new action steps without judgment that coach just holds that safe space for the client and i think that's why it's going to be super important and impactful for many males um, in the coaching realm and that's what i hope to help people with so i just want to leave you with a couple final words there is no doubt in my mind that if you want an exceptional life it is imperative that we learn how to explore, understand, and articulate our emotions. This will help us to live more in alignment to our true nature, to be authentically honest, bring clarity to ourselves and our relationships. It'll improve our mental health and essentially make that exponential progress we are deeply seeking. As someone who used to be extremely emotionally closed off, I can say with confidence, improving this in myself has provided drastic positive benefits in every category of my life. This was the main obstacle keeping me stagnant for so many years. By no means am I perfect at this, but I can say with conviction, working on this will change your life. Begin this journey today and you will surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you have an amazing day. Take care.